BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How are you? Your girl's back from the London. The I was in the Florence. I was, God damn it, I don't know what the fuck's going on with my eye right now. It is twitching. My right eye has been on a twitch. I think it's the jet lag. It's the jet stream. You know, I was flying back from London yesterday wondering, jet stream's a wild thing. You know, those flat earthers, I don't know what the fuck they were all up in arms about because the earth isn't flat. Okay, you know what the jet stream is? It, you're going against the stream. Okay, you're going upstream. It's the jet stream. Everybody understands that. You know, it took me nine and a half hours to get back from London, but it only takes you six and a half to get over there. So clearly you got to go over. You know, the earth, the earth is round. Basically, I just want to start this episode by saying the earth is round. And people who don't think it is are foolish. You know, I love a conspiracy theory, though. But anyways, yeah, I was doing I was in the London. I was uh, down in Italy. And I'll tell you what, I felt like I was on study abroad again. I felt like being back in London or uh, sorry, Florence. I only went down there for a couple of days. So I did a little work trip that I can talk about maybe in nine months. That, that sounded like I got knocked up. I did not go to London on a quote unquote work trip. And then I'm going to show you a baby in nine months. That wasn't what I was doing. But the, whatever I did will come out in about nine months. No, actually, it'll come out in a, a couple months. I'm not really good with time and space right now because I'm jet lagged as fuck. OK, so I don't want to hear it. You know what I mean? And here's the other thing. Jet lag is something that you can use at any time of the day. You know what I mean? You could just start throwing that out there. Next time you're at work, even if you went to say, I don't know, Dayton, Dayton, Ohio for vacation, tell your boss, you know what, Bill, I can't right now. I'm jet lagged. I'm really jet lagged. He's like, you went to Ohio. Same time zone. You go, well, <laughs> you didn't have the travel day I did, did you, Bill? So I need you back the fuck up. Okay? I need you back the fuck up. Let me live, laugh, love right now in this cubicle. And I need you, you're breathing heavy near me. Anywho, but I went down, so I, I, okay, let me backtrack. I'm all over the place because I had a double espresso and I don't know what day of the week it is. Did a little bit of London and then I had two of my girlfriends who went down to Florence and they said, hey, Heather, you want to go see the Harry Styles concert in Bologna? And I said, I thought you'd never ask. So I extended my stay. I only went down to Italy, by the way, for like three days. And the amount of DMs, this is something that, here's my first absolutely not of the day that I need to address. I was getting DMs 
and messages from people being like, where's Jeff? Are you divorced? Where is he? First of all, if I was a man, I would never get those messages. You'd be like, boys trip. Oh, are you getting your dick sucked on the Arno in Florence? Hell yeah, brother. You wouldn't think twice about it. But because apparently I'm a married woman, I got the old ball and chain on me. I couldn't even go meet my girlfriends for three days to go to a Harry Styles concert while I'm on a quote unquote work trip without people being like, where's Jeff? Why isn't Jeff with you? Where's Jeff? What is Jeff doing? Jeff's at home taking care of our children. Sweet macaroni had to get fixed, spayed, if you will. He could take one for the team. She's doing fine. Thank you for asking. She's having a great recovery. But I was so annoyed. I'm laying in this beautiful bed in Florence going, a girl can't even do a fucking trip without people going, where are your kids? Why isn't your mother with you? Where's your husband? I'm doing me for three days with nobody up my ass, nobody asking questions. I went to the Gucci store. I took myself to a beautiful lunch at the Gucci Gardens. You know what I mean? I drank two bottles of wine at night. I know my way around town. It wasn't like I was getting lost. That's what Google Maps is for. So shut the fuck up, Lindsay, and quit breathing down my neck. So annoyed. Why isn't Jeff with you? I'm gone three days. Jeff was on his own golf trip. You know, I am I-N-D-E-P-E-E-N-D-E-N-T. Do you know what that means? She got her own car. She got her own house. Two jobs, works hard. She's a bad broad. Regardless, though, it was just wild. You don't have your wedding ring on. I had my wedding band and my other ring I always wear because you know what? I didn't want to get robbed. (laughs) I'm sorry I'm being so salty. Literally one girl meant to DM somebody else, but she DM'd me. I see Heather's not wearing her full wedding ring. Do you think they're in trouble water? I was like, hey, I'm traveling by myself and at some point I'm going to have to get on the train. You know what I don't want to do? Be wearing a giant wedding ring. I'm smart. Your girl travels a lot. I don't know if you've seen that woman on TikTok. Attention, attention, pick a pocket, pick a pocket. This bad bitch has been alarming, alarming everybody of the uh, the people that have been doing the pickpockets all over Italy. And there's this just big, this woman kind of looks like Guy Fieri. They finally showed a clip of who she looks like. She's a female Guy Fieri. And she runs around Venice and she screams in a crowd when she finds somebody who's trying to do a pickpocket. So you know what I didn't want to do? I didn't want that woman to find me because I'm getting robbed blind because somebody's hit me over the head because I got my jewels on. I mean, did, did nobody watch the episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians when Kim got held at gunpoint, God bless, in a Paris hotel? She learned a lesson. You know what she doesn't travel with? Jewels. Okay, all my stuff is fun. I like a little knickknack. I do a gold hoop. They're from Amazon. Everybody relax. Unbelievable. And I'm not saying that the Italian people are looking to rob you blind, but I'm just saying, as a woman who was traveling by herself, I was thinking smarter, not working harder. At some point, I might have to fight off a mafioso man. Actually, I would know how to seduce them because my husband's pretty much mafioso adjacent. But regardless, okay, laying in bed, here I am trying to have a nice evening, having a little espresso in my bathrobe before I get ready to meet my girlfriends who just came in town because I got there a day early. And I got to deal with everything good. Why is it Jeff with you? I am allowed to go do things. All you ladies are allowed to go pop your pussy like this. Don't stop. Do it. Do it good. 
You're allowed to do things. It's unbelievable. A woman goes out. She goes out for 15 minutes by herself, goes to Costco. We don't question her. You go abroad for four days. They basically think you've been taken. Unreal. I had to respond to a couple folk and say, hey, I'm good. Meeting some girlfriends. And then when I posted, I was at Harry Styles. I also got, why isn't Jeff at Harry Styles? He's not a big fan. Respects the music. You know what I mean? I'll take him to the Drake concert because that's more his vibe. Speaking of Harry Styles, though, I got to say, shout out to Harry Styles. One of the best concerts I've ever been to. And you know, I am a, I'm a lady who likes to perform, okay? I'm a lady who likes to be out and about doing the damn thing. Talk about an entertainer. Talk about the greatest showman. I actually take it. I really use it. I love this product. You know what I'm talking about, my AG1. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. I don't travel without it, okay? I don't travel without it. It is my jam. I love AG1. I'll tell you why. Because the all-in-one foundational nutrition formula makes it easy for me to cover my nutritional bases every day. Every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and whole food source ingredients of high quality that give me major benefits like gut and mood support, boosted energy, and even healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. I love AG1. I do not travel without it. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Drink ag1.com slash absolutely to check it out. I would never leave you astray. Okay, I have so many bags at my house, the big bags, not even the travel bags. I take those on the road with me and another Ziploc baggie, but I've got the big bags of AG1. I hand those out as gifts to my guests because I want everybody to feel as good as I feel when I take AG1. It's legit. I don't even have to think about it. I do one scoop in water, whoosh it down. It's delicious. It's light. It's effervescent. It's great. And I feel good. Also helps me stay regular, helps me, you know, like I said, I, I had a little something that upset my tummy when I was in Italy. Well, I stayed on that AG1 and it helped me get my probiotic, prebiotic, all that good stuff back so my gut floor was in the right place, okay? Don't travel without it. Again, just go to drinkag1.com slash absolutely. That's drinkag1.com slash absolutely. You know what's gross when you go over to your friend's house, right? You've been at a pool party all day. You say, hey, I'm going to rinse off before we go out. Hey, can I borrow your razor? And they've got some gunky, old, weird razor that you're afraid if you even put it near your legs, you're going to end up with, I don't know, hepatitis or gangrene because it's all goopy and disgusting. Well, that's why I switched to Athena Club razors and I take them everywhere and I give them to my friends. Listen, the blade on my old razor, you see it all goopy after a few uses, but I love the water activated serum on Athena Club razors. There's just enough of it. Like there's just enough of it to soothe while shaving, but it never gets gunky on the blade. My old razor used to always fall off its holder, but I love the magnetic hook that comes with my Athena Club razor. It's genius and it keeps my razor from falling off every time I open the shower, okay? After the first few shaves with my old razor, I just it just never shaved as well as I wanted to. Seriously, since switching, I've gotten zero razor bumps with Athena Club razors. I don't even know how they do it. It's just, it's next level. The best part of the razor kit is it's only $10 and comes with two blade heads, a magnetic hook for the shower storage, and your choice of handle color. I got like a really almost kind of uh, corally pink and it's awesome. I love it. It's also nice because 
because it's easy to find in the shower. You're not looking around in between all the shampoo bottles. It's easy to find. Listen, with Athena Club, you never have to think about your blade refills because you can choose how often you want your replacement blade shipped to you. And now you can find them in Target stores nationwide. We love that. Switch to the better razor and show your skin you care with Athena Club. Get started today by shopping in-store at Target stores nationwide. Just head to the shaving aisle to find the razor kit, clown shave foam, wax strips, and razor refills. We love it. You're going to love it. Hey, it's got shea butter and hyaluronic acid, so why would you not want the holy grail for your skin? Again, get started with Athena Club today by shopping in-store at Target nationwide. What was really cool is we went to this concert, and it was his last concert on this tour, and Harry has been touring with the Love on Tour for, I mean, he's been doing this tour for like three and a half years, right? So he's just been grinding, hustling. I get it, okay? Big boy needed a break. I hope he's going down to the beaches somewhere in Sardinia. You know, let the cool Mediterranean water wash over his perfect body. Little would dribble on that butterfly tattoo that he has right in the middle of his chest. I, I've always been a big Harry Styles fan. But, and I always listen to his music, but I never was like, you know, I'm not like a crazy super fan, but I'll tell you what, after seeing that show in Italy, first of all, he came out and was speaking essentially fluent Italian. And there was these really cute Italian girls in front of us. And I tapped him on the shoulder. And I said, like, I, I could translate sem, I could translate decently. But I was like, well, you know, how good is Italian? And she was like, molto bene, which means very good. So I want you to know that when your man comes out on stage in a glitter suit and that butterfly tattoo in the middle of his chest, his little rummy tum, is sparkling and you get a glimpse of it and you feel a little bit of his body sweat hit you right in the face and he is just rattling off some beautiful Italian. I mean, he could have been saying, Ramalama ding dong. And I would have been like, yeah, yeah, I will have sex with you later. Also, another reason, why isn't Jeff with you? Because I was trying to have sex with Harry Styles. That's why Jeff wasn't with me in Italy. Okay? I can't have him cramping my dick moment with his dick. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Why didn't my husband come to Italy? Because I was going to see Harry Styles' last concert, hoping that I was going to get VIP backstage, and I was going to get to see something. You know what I mean? I was trying to do something. I was trying to feel something. You know, if Harry said, get on your knees, I'm going to slap you in the face with these hairy balls two times. I would have bop, bop, taken it on the chin. He would probably do the same thing with Dua Lipa. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You know, I didn't need Jeff to be my wing woman when I'm trying to get hit in the face with some Harry Styles One Direction testicles. And if he said, hey, Heather, I got to go see Doja Cat Solo, I get what he was putting down. You know what I mean? Sometimes the subtext of the text is, your man needs to go see some Doja Cat. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully you guys are getting it. But man, this concert was insane. And it was also just so Italian. So we were in Florence for a couple of days. Then we went up to Bologna. We took the train from Bologna out to Reggio Emilia, which is where they had the biggest venue. It was apparently the biggest, not arena. I guess it was an arena. It was all outdoors. There were no seats. It was just like on a racetrack near an airport. I don't know what the fuck this was. But they said the biggest venue in Europe. It was 150,000 plus people. We were in the red zone, so which meant you could get like really close to the stage. But because we hadn't camped out there three days before, you know, 
I mean, I, I had a great view of Harry, but I said, I don't need to be skin to skin pressed up against all these other young Harry Styles fans. You know, I'm not trying to be a creep. I'm going to linger in the back, have a vacation sig and dance to you're so golden. You know what I mean? I was trying to be respectful, be a motherly figure for the younger people at this show and just let them know, hey, I did study abroad as well. If you need me, what do you need? Somebody fell down. I have an Advil in my purse. You know, I was just trying to let people know. Big fan, but wasn't going to get too close. But it was wild. It was just so Italy. The only thing they served there were Aperol spritzes and beer. I was one spritz, one beer. One spritz, one beer. You know, just chain smoking with these girls from the UK. Shout out to the girls who work for Hugo Boss. If you ever listen to this podcast, I want you to know, thank you for the cigarette. That was a, a real nice time. Real nice time. And what else? You know, no, they were sold out of paninis. They were selling gelato and paninis. But if you've been camped out there for like five days prior, I don't know what you were eating. If you didn't pack a knapsack or, or a Yeti cooler, you would have been done. Done for. Peeing in porta potties. I mean, it was wild. So I get there and immediately I'm like, oh, we're not in the actual stadium. There's no seats. We're raw dogging it right now. But I felt alive. So when you took the train from Florence up to Bologna, then you had to take the train from Bologna. We dropped ourselves off at the hotel, then went back to the train, went from Bologna out to Reggio Emilia. And they're like, oh, it's a, it's a couple minute walk. It's a 30 minute walk. 30 minute to 45 if your dogs aren't barking. Out to, uh, to the stadium. You get in there. You just packed in there like sardines, but I felt alive. I really had this like nostalgic moment of there's just something about the schlepping, the schlepping in Europe. If you're not on a train with a bunch of other people, just everybody's wearing like Adidas. What are they? The Sambas, the Samba shoes. You know, if you're not all wearing Adidas, drinking, you know, just drinking hot red Chianti wine on a train with a bunch of people who are around ages 18 to 25, you didn't do study abroad right. It just, it made me feel alive. It made me feel exhausted, but I just felt like I was in it again. <laughs> One night when I was in Florence, I went to my favorite restaurant, Trattoria Perione, shout out to the crew there. And I got some good news while I was at the table. So I was like, fuck it, let's go out. And this is before my girlfriends had gotten in town. I met this lovely couple that were sitting two tables over from me. Shout out to Chelsea and Jimmy. James from uh, Fort Lauderdale, Boca Raton area, Florida. And I looked at them. I said, hey, I just got some great news. Y'all want to go clubbing? So I took the wait staff from my, my, my crew over at Perione. And I took Chelsea and Jimmy and we went clubbing. It, I didn't get home till 5 a.m. I was safe, of course. I knew the club. This is a club that I had gone to before when I was doing study abroad. And damn it, while I was there, if some girl from UT Tennessee didn't come up to me, freaking the fuck out. She said, Heather, big fan. I said, what are you doing? Studying abroad? She goes, yeah. I said, what year are you? She said, I'm a sophomore. I said, God, it feels good to be alive, doesn't it? She said, yeah, we're going to Berlin tomorrow. Our roommate's parents, <laughs> our roommate's parents in our, in our flat got us a hotel in Berlin. And I said, you better have packed your black leather and your whips because those Berlin nightclubs are wild. Are you planning to do some MDMA or some DMT and forget about your childhood? And then I looked at the girls and they were like pretty, they were adorable and pretty conservative from UT. And I said, any of y'all made out yet? And they were like, huh? And I said, if you haven't made out with one of your girlfriends, you weren't on study abroad. And we all had a laugh. You know what I mean? And then I bought a $300 bottle of Grey Goose. Why? Just because I needed to, because I felt alive. 
And in this nightclub we were at was on like a Wednesday night in Florence, overlooking the city. But they're like, it wasn't that busy. You know what I mean? It wasn't. Because everybody else knew that it was hot hellfire degrees wise. So everybody else was down at the beach on the Amalfi or in Sardinia or Sicily. They knew what they were doing. But here I was landlocked in Florence, you know, looking at the Duomo in the background, giving shots of Grey Goose to these young gals. And I'll tell you what, I felt good. I felt alive. I felt youthful again. Because I told you, I've told you on earlier episodes, this is my summer of fun. We are having so much fun. And if you aren't having fun with me this summer, then you're not having fun. You know what I mean? Then you're not having any fun. But I had a blast. But anyway, so we get out. We get out there to Harry Styles. It's a 30-minute walk from the train. You're out there. There's no, there's no food left. You just drink it cold beer and spritzes. We, had a, we were in a great section, you know, and I could see out of the corner of my eye, the VIP section. I think it was a lot of Harry Styles family and then James Corden. I guess carpool karaoke really brought them together. So. <laughs> I wanted to go up to James Corden, who I know has a little bit of a salty, peppery reputation. And I wanted to go up to him and just be like, James, James, honey, you never invited me on the show. And I know you just quit the gig, but uh, great to see you. Can I just hop over the little the little carpet real quick, this little rope? You know what I mean? I felt like I was back in Surf Lodge trying to weasel my way in. But I, I let him be. I let James Corden be. I let the VIP, which was probably mostly Harry Styles' family, just I let him be. I let him, let him relax because I was back there relaxing. I felt like Mama Goose, just back there watching all these young kids. Again, that makes it sound like they were underage. They're all, you know, 25, 23. They all got wristbands on. They're all drinking. But I just, I, I felt good. I felt proud. I felt like I had come full circle. I stood there with my little bag, my little purse. And I said, you know what? If anybody needs a Band-Aid, I got it. I can still be fun and help you out in a 911 emergency. Oh, you got a blister? You got a blister from those Nike Air Force Ones? Come to Mama Goose. Yeah, am I smoking a cigarette? Yes. And if you start, I'll be pissed. But I was back there just ripping heaters, drinking cold beers. And <laughs> just like, I got Advil in the purse. Who needs sunscreen? Who needs sunscreen? I got it. I felt good. I felt good. But it was an amazing concert. And then naturally after the concert ended, and we're all in tears, and we're just feeling alive. I wasn't even stoned for this. I was on no drugs. I had had like 16 Aperol spritzes and 12 beers. So my mouth was kind of getting foamy, you know, a little dry. And at one point, my girlfriend Hannah and I, we ran behind a bush in front of like, you know, I'd say 100,000 people walking out and we were trying to weasel, like wedge our way in between a bush and a dumpster. And we peed and I, I, I dropped trout and I just peed. And people were walking by and I was waving. I didn't care. They didn't know who I was. I didn't know who they were. But all I know is we shared this magical experience together, which was being out in the middle of nowhere in Emilia Romagna, just having a moment. And I got to be honest with you, again, shout out to Harry Styles, but he was, I could see the emotional moment for him when he was like, this is my last show. I've been doing this tour for three years. He's so exhausted. And I, it brought me back to, not to make it about me, <laughs> but I'm going to make it about me. It brought me back to that moment when I, when I had finished recording the special last year and I'd been doing the material for two years and I'd been working on it and I loved it. And I was finally putting it to bed. I was finally like literally putting it to bed or I guess putting my father in the ground because a lot of the material was about my dad. 
And I walked off stage and I was so elated and so thrilled and was filled with so much joy and I had so much fun, but I just lost my shit. And my director, who's my dear friend, Jen Zabrowski, came up to me and she's like, are you good? And I said, Jen, it's like, it's done. Like, I just felt that cathartic moment where you're like, let me go fucking eat a sandwich. And Harry was just filled with so much gratitude and he was so kind the way he talked to his audience. You know, it was funny. It was different than being like, I don't know, at another show, I don't know who I could like not compare it to. But he wasn't just like, show me your titties. Brat, brat, brat. You know what I mean? He's like, I want everyone to know that this is a safe space. I'm doing an Australian accent. He's like, he was speaking in Italian. This is a safe space. Hug your neighbor. I love you. I couldn't do this without you. You're all beautiful. You're never alone. And he's just weeping. And I'm weeping like, life is good. Life is molto bene. You know what I mean? It was just beautiful. And I felt that. So I felt a really, I don't know, kindred moment. The way he was just thanking his audience. And listen, every time you guys come to a show, every time you guys support me, every time that you give me your all when you come to shows, you have no idea how much more rewarding it is for the person who's up there performing. And I'm looking out at this crowd, 150,000 plus people, the biggest venue in Italy. We're all on our feet. And there was this really tender moment where all the Italians, I don't know if they went on like the next door app, if they all got on the Facebooks, how they did this, but they all had signs that said grazie, which means thank you. And they put them up. So while Harry's like weeping, all all of a sudden everybody in the audience, I didn't get the memo because I'm not Italian. I am Italian, but I'm not You know, I wasn't born on the motherland. So everybody has these signs up that say grazie. I mean, 100,000 people have these signs. And um, I'm looking at my friend Hannah, who's dialed into Harry's camp. So she knew she was the one who got us the tickets. She was like, "This I didn't know about this. This is beautiful. And I'm weeping. And I'm like, who needs a Band-Aid? I got him. And it was just a beautiful moment. So we finally, though, after the concert, after I peed in a bush in front of 100,000 people, we walk another, I'd say, 40 minutes to go find this driver because Mama was was thinking smart. Shout out to my boy Fabrizio, who took me to the outlets. If you ever need a good driver, DM me and I'll give you Fabrizio's number. But he was hooking me up with his boy in Bologna. So then this is also wild. So we finally go back because we're not going to take the train back because there were trains. They were literally like shoving 100,000 people on trains. It's like, I'm not fucking with that. So we finally find this guy who's giving us a ride back and we're sharing this car service with like a bunch of other people. We get in the car. There's two younger girls in the car and they speak great English. So I'm chit-chatting with them. I'm like, where are y'all from? They're like, Sicily. I said, oh, my family's from Sicily. My family's from Messina. They're like, we're from Messina. I'm like, hell yeah. Turns out they're like, we think we know somebody who's related to your family. This famous actor, okay, this guy, Antonio Frassica. They call him Nino Frassica. I'm like, dude, I swear to God, he's the same age as my mom, kind of looks like my mom. He's a famous comedian. They're like, oh, there's a famous comedian from Messina. I'm like, I went to Italy, Sicily last year, and I'm pretty sure that this guy is somehow my mom's like third cousin. And they're going to put me in contact with this guy. Like, I'm talking, I'm taking Ancestry.com to another level. This just felt very serendipitous to me. I'm in a car with these two young girls. We're laughing our asses off. They're like 22. No, they, they just turned 21. And they were talking to me like, I said, how's your English so great? And they said, well, we studied abroad. I said, where'd you study abroad? And they said, the middle of nowhere, California. They basically got sent to Rancho Cucamonga for study abroad. I was appalled. It's now 2 a.m. We're taking the hour-long drive back to Bologna, and I'm grilling them. I said, what do you mean they sent you? To where? 
And they were like, yeah, this random place in the middle of nowhere, inland California. Not a Santa Monica moment, not even a Los Angeles, the Bay Area. I'm talking middle of nowhere, Shitsville, California. You know, people forget, like, you can go to California and it can also be redneck adjacent. And I said, were there any cute guys at the school? And the girl was like, no, it was terrible. She said the first family she stayed with, she had to bounce. And it made me laugh so hard because every time... Americans went over to Europe to study abroad. You had the time of your fucking life. You're in Berlin. You're in Frankfurt. You're in Florence, Italy. You're in Milan. Even if you're in these small towns, Cortona, you're in Luca. They're beautiful. There's, there's clubs, there's things, there's culture, there's food. And I asked this girl, I said, what, what did you do? And she goes, we would walk to the McDonald's every day or the Burger King with my host family. It was awful. And I said, Welcome to America. I apologize. Me dispiace. I'm sorry. And she laughed so hard. And the other girl, where'd she go? Mm. The other girl studied abroad in Vancouver. So she had a better chance. But I'm like, can you imagine being the Italian study abroad program that you're trying to sell these Italian kids over to America? Where are you going to go? Oh, you know, Myrtle Beach. I mean, at least you're by the water there. Where are you going to go? Oh, middle of Wisconsin. And no, no disrespect to the people of Wisconsin, great place. Where are you going to go? South Dakota. I mean, I just felt like these young girls got a raw dog deal. But we giggled all the way back to Bologna. It was an hour in the car. And your girl had pizzas on the line. So we show back up to the hotel. I had five pizzas ordered. And it was just a beautiful moment. It was a beautiful day. And it was fun. So I don't know who needs to hear this. But if you need to be encouraged to take two days, I don't care if you got to go somewhere locally, get the concert tickets. Buy the concert tickets. Also buy tickets to my tour at heatherontour.com and just do it. Feel the vibe. You know, we get bogged down with our own shit all the time. Yes, I still have responsibilities. And yes, I still had to do a full day of work when I was hungover as hell on that Sunday flying back to London and had to get notes done. I had to do shit. But sometimes you take three days on sabbatical and do you, boo. Sometimes you got to try and have sex with Harry Styles. And then they won't let you backstage. But you remember, you're married. (laughs) Shout out to my husband. I love you, Jeff. I know you're going to listen to this episode. And you'll get it. Like, he'll get it. But I just want you all to know, like, it was wild. I felt alive. It was fun. My feet hurt. My hands were swollen. I looked like I had little sausages. I didn't shit for three days because I had had so much mozzarella just backing me up. You know what I mean? And it was good. It was fun. And now it's back to reality. You know, I'm back. Felt good, though, to come home. Back with little girl, little guy, rigatoni, macaroni. Everyone's doing good. And now I got Jeff looking for sex. You know what I mean? Hopped off the plane at ATL. And you know what? I, he, I He's expecting his penis on my face. I said, <laughs> fine, I'll do what I got to do. You know? And I said, will you bring my, when you come pick me up at the airport, bring my wedding ring. So maybe I was trying to stay off the grid a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But it was so funny. Why isn't Jeff with you? Because I'm trying to get dick down by Harry Styles. No disrespect. But I'm trying to get disrespected. No, I didn't, th- I didn't realize how horny that, that show was going to make me. Like I went in. Like respecting him as an artist, but seeing him in person with no shirt on. And I'm, I saw him at the Masters Golf Tournament. He was whizzing by me. He was chit-chatting. He was out and about. But was there something about him being in a glitter suit 
with that butterfly tattoo, sweat dripping down. He's speaking fluent Italian. He's got one tear because he's so emotionally moved by this creative process. Sometimes when you're creative, seeing other creatives just makes you horny. You know what I mean? It's like if you're a landscape architect and you're out there, you know what I mean? R brushing your body up against hydrangeas and you see somebody else who's got a sick garden. It just makes you horny whether you're attracted to that person or not. It's like like minds. Anybody who puts enough passion into what they do is attractive. So he's out there just speaking the language of love. Got one tear. I'm ripping heaters. I'm handing out Band-Aids. And I looked up at that jumbo screen and I turned to these two girls I was with, Grace and Hannah. I go, guys, I might try and fuck them tonight. No disrespect. And I just took a long drag of a cigarette, like a long Capri, you know, one of those skinny cigarettes. And I put it out. And I said, don't tell Jeff. And then security was like, no. <laughs> They're like, there's only room for one thick chick in VIP, and that's James Corden, you know? And that's no disrespect to James Corden. I'm, I'm right there with you. I bet, if, I bet if you put us up next to each other, we'd look like cutie brother and sister, you know? So shout out. Shout out to Mr. Corden. Um, hello, do you want a quick back-to-school tip? Well, you can cross everything off your list before the big day with what? DoorDash. Yeah, I'm telling you what. Okay, so you don't have to hit a million stores yourself. You can just use DoorDash to stock up on supplies and lunchtime snacks all in one place. DoorDash does everything. We love DoorDash. I already use DoorDash. I know you use it. But listen, with DoorDash, enjoy next-level convenience with delivery in within the hour, making it easier than ever to get your back-to-school needs fast. Shop DoorDash to get everything you need for back-to-school season delivered right to your door. Order now for stress-free back-to-school shopping. Use promo code ABSOLUTELY to get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more more with promo code absolutely there's nothing worse than the day before school because you know what summer's already over and the kids are about to go back and you're gonna panic because you didn't get the right markers well guess what you got doordash all of your favorite retail grocery and convenience stores are on the app so you can shop everything your kid needs for back to school you can fill their backpacks your bellies and their pantry this back to school season be prepared when the big day arrives and stock up on on the go breakfast lunchbox staples and the brands they love shop doordash to get everything you need for back to school season delivered right to your door order now for stress-free back to school shopping use promo code absolutely to get 50 percent off up to a 10 dollar value when you spend 15 dollars or more at a convenience grocery or retail stores on doordash again that's 50 percent off up to a 10 dollar value when you spend 15 dollars or more with promo code absolutely don't forget that code absolutely for 50% off your next order. Terms apply. This episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is amazing. And I'll tell you why, because sometimes you just need a little bit of help. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash absolutely and get on your way to being your best self. Visit betterhelp.com slash absolutely today to get 10% off your first month. I love BetterHelp. Why do I love it? Because listen, sometimes you just need another person to talk to and sometimes you just need a little extra help. BetterHelp is great because whether you're dealing with decisions around a career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make the decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. I love BetterHelp 
because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com absolutely today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com absolutely. That's BetterHelp.com absolutely. Again, if you need to chit chat with somebody, do it. Just do what you got to do for your own mental health. You can learn positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, how to empower yourself and be a better version of yourself at betterhelp.com slash absolutely. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash absolutely. Anyways, we're going to get into the voicemails. As always, you can call into the hotline 800-213-7503. Wow, I've just been on a tear on an absolute Italian London tear. Also want to give a big shout out to just the people of London, of the UK. You know, I feel like there's been a lot of beef between the Brits and, you know, us Americans on the TikToks. Everybody's going back and forth trying to one-up each other. You know, did we get our freedom from them? Yes. Um, is the 4th of July a great day to celebrate? Sure is. But I was over there. You know, I hadn't been to London for a minute since my ovary had exploded on an airplane. And if you never listened to that episode, definitely listen to that. That should win a Peabody or a Pulitzer Prize. But everyone was lovely, really, truly lovely. And I was sitting in my hotel room watching another version, like a spinoff version of Antique Roadshow. I'm sitting in my room at this great hotel eating fish and chips. And I'm watching this version of their Antique Roadshow. And it dawned on me, even though we've had an American version of Antique Roadshow. It really is like comparing the two. It's just like they have Antique Roadshow and we have Pawn Stars, right? Like the British version was some woman showing up with this beautiful vase and the lady's explaining to her, she's like, this is a 15th century vase. And King, you know, Ferdinand Duke the the Fifth, directly related to his royal highness. You see cherries out of this bowl. I would say that this could be valued at 600,000 pounds. How does that sound to you, Eleanor? And the woman's just weeping and she's like, 600,000 pounds, I never thought. This is amazing. And then if you watch American TV, it's a guy going into a pawn shop. He's like, here's the deal. I got two comic books. They might be a little sticky because sometimes I jerked off to them. But uh, what can I get for these two comic books? And the guy behind the counter of Pawn Star is like, hey, gay dude, well, actually, these comic books, no, they, I don't even think these are real. Here's the deal, though. These are fun, and I do like that they have a little bit of your DNA on them. So I'm going to offer you two toothpicks, and do you need some Neosporin? And $4. And the guy's like, I'll take it. Like, that's what it was. And it was just, I'm sitting in this gorgeous hotel room eating fish and chips, having a glass of white wine, watching this woman find out that her bowl of cherries that the king many generations ago used to eat his cherries out of. And she's getting 600,000 pounds. You know what I mean? She could buy a boat. And then you come back to America and you turn on Pawn Stars and it's some guy who's jerked off in a comic book. He's getting $4, two toothpicks, and some Neosporin. And if that doesn't say, welcome home, bitch, I don't know what does. Also, I w- I've been very reluctant to share this. I was saying this is a very nice hotel, very posh hotel. And I realized after a couple glasses of wine that the hotel I was staying in is owned by a family 
that I used to nanny for in L.A. And don't ask me how I put the, the clues together. I don't want to give you too many details because I'm, you know, respecting their identities, respecting my identity. But it was one of the only jobs I've ever gotten fired from. And the way I knew how it was this family is I saw something with their name on it. And then I did a light Google and I was like, oh, shit. But I nannied for this family very briefly one summer. They were British cajillionaires. And I didn't get fired from the job, but then I was never called back after I had worked for them for like two months. And I was like, so to me, the subtext of that text, I was fired. I'm still very bitter about it because I was really good at my job. And I called my girlfriend who had booked me the hotel and I said, you're never going to fucking believe this. I am paying top dollar right now to stay in this hotel for the people who basically fired me from watching their bratty kids. And I'm telling you, it just all felt full circle. You know, when I was working for their kids, I would have never been able to afford this hotel. But here I was, paying full dollar to stay in this hotel of the people who fired me. That's how I felt full circle when I was at the Harry Styles concert, James Corden adjacent. Feeling like I was back on study abroad, but this time I had the band-aids. So I just want you, I think sometimes we move so fast and so quick, we don't ever take a second to like be in the present and look around and be like, where was I five years ago? Where was I 10 years ago? Where was this? How does this connect? And sometimes if you're looking for it, or if you just take a step back and sit back, you'll be like wildly shocked and how your life can connect and how it's really a small world and how it all will just come full circle. You know, and next thing you know, you're peeing outside of a, uh, a dumpster in front of 100,000 people as they walk by and you go, take a photo of my labia, I dare you. The anonymity was kind of fun too. You know what I mean? It was, it was fun. It was fun. And uh, shout out to the people that I ran into at the bar back at my hotel in London. You know who you are? Fun couple from Denver. So as soon as I got back to London, you know, those drunk housewives, they find me. But everyone has been lovely. It's been great. Anyways, I'm rambling. I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. But I want y'all to know, I really, it's all been full circle and all come together. So take a second, sit outside, rub your face against the hydrangeas if you're not allergic. And think about how'd you get to this moment in your life? And if it's a dark time, you know what I mean? I, I almost soiled myself. I had a really bad diarrhea moment. <laughs> oh, God. It was either faucet was on or, or the toilet was completely clogged. Do you know what I mean? That was my travel situation. Um, but something got me. I ate something that didn't settle well. And we went out to the outlets in Florence. And when I tell you, I, told, I turned to my driver, Fabrizio, and my girlfriends, Grace and Hannah, are in the car. And I go, just pull over. I said, I got to do a duck and roll. And I was in a hot bathroom with no ventilation at the very fancy outlets outside of Florence. And it was just like... It was that scene from Dumb and Dumber. You know that scene where the character, actor's name, Jeff Daniels, who is he, is he Harry or Lloyd? I think he was Lloyd, yeah. Uh, no, Lloyd Christmas is, he was Harry. Harry and Dumb and Dumber. You know, he's at the girl's house in Aspen. And, and Jim Carrey's character had put the drops, or what did he put in it? Oh, he put the, he put the X-lax in, in his coffee. Remember that? And then he's sitting on the toilet. <laughs> He's got his fur boots around his ankles. That was me in the outlets. And the girls are texting me, are you good? Do you want to meet us in Gucci? And I go, I need 25 minutes. And I'm just sweating and my dress broke. 
because I couldn't get the straps off quick enough. I mean, I thought it was going to be a moment. And you know, if I walked into the Gucci, they didn't have any. I'd have to buy like a silk scarf to wrap around my waist because there was nothing that they would have in that store that would fit me that I could even buy. I now have the funds to buy it and I wouldn't even be able to buy anything there to cover my soiled, my soiled shorts, essentially. But I was in there just for like 20 minutes, just in the trenches, literally. Just, and I was laughing so hard. And I'm texting Jeff, not okay. Something got me. Da, 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 da. <laughs> he's just like, Heather, what is wrong with you? And he's like, I'm here for you. I support you. I got your back. You know what I mean? Keep me updated. And we're laughing. Because that's also a thing. When you get married, you just laugh about bathroom humor. It's inappropriate, but we laugh about it. It keeps us young. You know, that was me one minute. And then three days later, I didn't shit for three days. You know what I mean? So it was a up and down emotionally, physically, mentally. Ray must have texted me six times, checking in on you. Wellness check, wellness update. How are you? Said, well, <laughs> at least I didn't shit myself at Harry Styles. I'll tell you that much. Anyways, all right. We're, we have time to get into a couple voicemails, so we're going to get into these. But as always, you can call into the hotline, 800-213-7503. But I did have an outer body moment at that outlet. And I was like, where? I was at the outlets a year ago. Where was I? Not in this situation. What have I done different? So even if you're in a, in a bad situation, even if you're stuck in a hot, no air conditioned toilet, fighting for your life at the outlet malls in Italy. Maybe you've just gone through something traumatic. Maybe you just lost a loved one. You're in the trenches. You're not in this positive moment. I want you in a year to look back and be like, where was I? How did I come through that? Or look for the, for the full circle moment, whether it's good or bad. How can you learn from it? How can you grow from it? How can you be a better person? I don't know how I've turned this into a life lesson, but I have. You want to know why? Because I'm fucking thoughtful and smart. But I'll tell you what, if you haven't turned on a Harry Styles bop in a minute, you should turn it on and let it rip. Just have fun. Just have fun. You know what I mean? Have fun. Be the you today that you want to be tomorrow. And that's all you can do. That's all you can freaking do. Okay, let's get into these voicemails. I'm going to pull these up and we're going to see what rips. As always, you can call into the hotline 800-213-7503. Let's get into it. Hi, Heather. Hey, girl. I'm going to stay anonymous for this one because I am still shook to my fucking core that this is happening. Essentially, I decided to get back into the dating game. Okay. Met a guy, super cool. He came over and right away it just mentioned that he's in an open relationship and i was like okay not what i'm used to but whatever we can roll with it mm -hmm. um then i find out that i look a whole lot like this girl that he is with been with for a couple of years mm. and then i'm like okay this is getting weird like must have a type whatever sex was great and then i'm asked to now be the third in this relationship no um I am bisexual, so it's not like it goes against my wants. Okay. But did I ever picture myself in a relationship with a couple that's been together openly for a couple of years and I just kind of joined it? No, didn't picture that for myself. Am I thinking about giving it a shot? Honestly, what the fuck do I have to lose? But I love some opinions on this because I'm in a bit of a pickle with making a decision here. Not like they're pressuring me, but I have been thinking about it constantly. Um, okay. last night, <laughs> please help me. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, well, from the sound of the voice already on this podcast, it feels like you've been out making some bad decisions regardless. Okay, you've been having a summer of fun just like me. You've been ripping the heaters out at, I don't know, maybe maybe the Eras Tour, maybe the Renaissance Tour. I don't know where you are, but you've also been having some late nights and late nights of fun. So I like that. Okay, you're bisexual. So you're saying that you wouldn't even mind, you know, dipping your, your toes in the lady pond with the girlfriend. If you said the sex is good with the guy, here's my only thing. Whether sexually, however, it pans out, great. My only thing is I know that I could never be in a polyamorous relationship. I couldn't. I wouldn't want to be with two men because I wouldn't want two dicks hitting me in the face. I also wouldn't want to be there with another woman. So I got to deal with her attitude and I'm a girl's gal. I'm also a guy's gal. I am also a French bulldog gal. Like I get along with anybody. You know what I mean? As long as you're not a raging cunt, I'm a fun time. But I just feel like it gets to be too many cooks in the kitchen. And I don't know when was the last time you were in a, in a relationship, male or female. But you know, it, it once you're you get past that like real threshold where you're really real with this person when a little bit of the shine is worn off of, you know, we're pretending to be kind of elevated versions of ourselves because we want to impress you and you just become like a real person in love. The shine does wear off a little bit, not in the sense where you don't still care for this person, but I mean, you know, you got to navigate. Are they in a bad mood today? Oh, you're PMSing, you're doing this, you're doing that. You know what I don't want to deal with? Two of those fucking people. Okay, I don't want to deal with two of those people bitching and moaning. Okay, well, say, I don't know, maybe the guy's name is, let's call him Colton. Colton, and then the girlfriend's name's Kara. Well, one day Kara's being a bitch, but Colton's in a good mood. Okay, I can handle that. I'll just stick to Colton. But then the next day, Colton's being a little dick. Okay, because somebody pissed him off at work, and Kara and I are going shopping. I just feel like that would be too much to ping pong back and forth. You know, you finally get into the relationship. People are really being raw and real, letting their guard down, not always on, you know, dotting their T's, crossing their I's. That was a dyslexic slip, but you get what I'm saying. What do you do? Going to sit around at home, sandwiching between these two goobers? I mean, if you're just going over there and having sex, do your thing. Hell, hang from the chandeliers. Put on a little Harry Styles. Get a butterfly tattoo between your tits. I don't care. If it's sexual, it's sexual, and you do you. You're an I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Do you know what that means? Woman. But I think getting into their, their relationship shit, I just couldn't handle it. Three is company. Now four, then you're just starting a sorority. And I know what you're thinking. Well, if there's a guy in it, it's not a sorority. Yeah, well, actually, I was Delta Gamma. We were one of the only sororities. It's technically a fraternity because we had a male member named George Banta. He was one of the alumni. I don't really know the history behind it, and I should have because I was new member educator. So I was actually in charge of teaching the younger girls the, the history of the story. I don't remember. But any other Delta Gammas out there, you know, we had George Banta. So I think at three is a polyamorous relationship. Four, you just started a, either, a, either a cult, a religion, a startup, a sex cult. Or a sorority fraternity. You know, I just, I don't know. Colton's in a bad mood. Who are you bitching about it to? Kara? Kara? Whatever her name is. You bitching to somebody else about it. She's being a little bit of a bitch. You bitching to him. I wouldn't want to ping pong, ping pong back and forth. Now, technically, I guess you would be the new shiny object coming in. So they're probably trying to dress to impress. But I would say, I think the relationship would hit, hit the rocks. I'm talking Cabo San Lucas, Baja Mar. 
rocks. Six months in. You know what I mean? Six months in, you'd be like, this is too much. Oh, I see how these two bicker when they go to Target. When you're not just going to going and, you know, to fancy dinners. Or they're taking you out of concerts and you're doing your thing and you're going out and you're letting it rip and having a good time and then just going back and having hot, wild sex. When it, you start doing mundane things, like who's going to get out the Swiffer wet jet and start cleaning up, that's when I think it's going to get a little complicated. Every relationship gets complicated when you're really dialed in and you're being honest and raw. But then you got to get in the middle of their shit? Nah. Nah, 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 nah. Because eventually, eventually, when that dick isn't getting as hard as it used to, and I am so sorry for being that vulgar, but you know what I'm saying? When the other girlfriend's in a bad mood, it ain't, you're going to be like, I don't want to be in the middle of this. You're going to find yourself sitting in your Kia Soul outside of a Trader Joe's, ripping a vape pen, listening to, I don't know, LCD sound system, just trying to get out of the house so you're not in their shit. You know, you, you'll be in the middle of arguments like, hey, where was that piece of paper that I left on the counter? And Colton's like, oh, I thought that was trash. So I just threw it away. And then Kara's going to be like, those were my blood test results for the fact that we've been trying to have a baby. Oh, do you not want to have a baby with me anymore, Colton? Do you want to have a, a baby with this bitch? And you're going to be sitting there be like, I didn't even know. Nobody discussed that we were trying to have a baby. Y'all are trying to have a baby. He's like, no, I just was cleaning up because you were bitching at me. For leaving the kitchen a mess when I made my fucking bacon, egg, and cheese this morning. Why are you always barking at me, Kara? Why? I didn't even know. It accidentally got thrown out. You can just call the doctor and get another receipt of your blood test results. Of course I want to have a baby with you right now. But sometimes when you bark down my throat, I don't want to have the baby with you right now. Say, I knew it. I knew it was subliminal. And you're like, honestly, I think, I think Colton, he just, I saw him cleaning up. He was trying to be... Be nice and just clean up the kitchen. And you're like, oh, so you're on his side now? You're on his side? I thought we had something. And you're like, this is the problem. I'm ping-ponging between two people. Y'all need to go have your baby. I'm going to go to Trader Joe's, do a little booze cruise, hit my vape pen, and hope this indica or sativa takes control over my body and I can forget that I'm in a polyamorous relationship. That's my thought process. I hope that that answered what you wanted because you asked me. You asked me for real advice. I, I say it's a no-go. I say if it's a sex go, do you. Strap it on, strap it off, hang from the chandelier, get bunk beds, do your thing. But I think an emotional involvement wouldn't be great. Hey, Heather, this is Rita from Chicago. I'm calling with a question. If I've told my boyfriend I hate his mustache so mustache so much, yeah, and it is it like we're at the point where it's so bad and like mm. so not grown in and just just horrible that it's like starting to give me the ick. And I asked the last few weeks, and then the last time he did this a year ago, please don't, please shave it off. I hate it. He's giving me the ick. <clears throat> I don't want to make out. I don't want to do anything. What do I do? Do I say you are giving me the ick? Yeah. Shave it off. Anyway, I don't know. I don't want to hurt his feelings, but I'm freaking sick of it. Anyway, um, long time listener, huge fan. Can't wait to see you in Chicago. 
in August and uh, love and light. Appreciate you, Heather. I appreciate you, Rita. And let me tell you something right now. If that isn't the most Chicago, Rita from Chicago, Rita, that's like, it's not a real name. Rita from Chicago eats Italian ices. I'm obsessed with you, Rita. You're everything and more. I love you. Chef's kiss. Like, can't wait to give you kisses on both your nips. Here's the thing. I think honesty is the best policy when it comes to the situation with the soul patch. The soul patch, the, you know, the, I, I don't know what, what he's got. He's got an amuse-bouche across his, across his upper lip. We're not into it. You know, here's the thing, because again, it's a double standard. Like I was saying earlier, you know, uh, if a girl travels by herself, she's going through divorce. But if a guy's on a trip, he's just going to see the sights. It's bullshit. You know, if you were to completely let yourself go, you know, shave your head and I don't know, get a cat tattooed in between your eyebrows, he would probably be upset and say something. But meanwhile, he's just like, you know, rocking this disgusting 10-day shadow above his lip that can't connect because we know he's got low testosterone. And here you are just having to deal with it. And no, I and mean, you're, sp- you're still supposed to do the sex. You know, and you want to because you love him and you care for him. I think you got to say something. You know, Jeff and I early on in our relationship, and I apologize if I've ever said this before in the podcast, I have done like 600 episodes of this shit so I never know what I have and haven't said but we decided to come up with a code word for each other and it was it was a word that was only going to be used like if we were both like letting ourselves go right so I don't know if I've told you what the word is but I'm gonna keep the word to myself I'm gonna come up with a different word let's say it's lasagna all right and and Jeff and I both know that whenever the other partner says to each other lasagna it just means you got to lock it up whether and it's not necessarily just weight related it's you haven't brushed your teeth in four days you know you haven't brushed your hair what are we doing? Why are we doing socks with sandals? And we're also wearing, you know, a double XL t-shirt with bike shorts on. And, you know, you haven't worn makeup in six days. Or sometimes when Jeff wears his wet golf clothes around and hasn't brushed his teeth for two days, I say, hey, babe, I love you, but lasagna. And that is in that moment, we both know, we both have an understanding that we need to clean it up. And you could say, what lasagna? It's it's the wet golf shorts. It's the fact that I'm pretty sure you're getting an eczema psoriasis outbreak from the dampness behind your undercarriage. You know, it, you just that's that's a testament to a, a loving relationship. If you're getting the ick and you don't have sex with him because every time you look at that, you know, shitty half grown in mustache, it reminds you of the PE coach that was a little bit of a creep on the days that you got to play dodgeball. Then you need to say it reminds me, Coach Carl, he wouldn't a great guy. I don't think, you know, men are always so fucking honest with us. They are. And if, and I'm, and I'm not, I love when my male listeners call in. I love when the guys are listening, but you know, you're honest. And I love, there's always that joke. The guys are like, Oh no, you look great in that honey. No, I know. I literally did a fashion show for Jeff the other day. I said, I know I got to get rid of some of these dresses, trying stuff on. And he would just say in the sweetest way, when it wasn't flattering, when it wasn't my, you know, when it wasn't for me, He'd go, you got something better. And I love it. And I respect him. And I appreciated that because he and I, we were going through the closet. He would try on a linen button down that Robin shrunk, even though we insist on her not doing the laundry. I said, Robin, let me, let me wash my own clothes. I put nothing in the dryer. I can't afford to lose thread count. I'm at maximum thread count. These brands don't even make shirts with the more thread count than what I need. So I'm already maxed out. I am raw dogging the thread count from Azara. And so is Jeff. He tried on a couple shirts that are now tank top crop tops on him. And I said, babe, you got something better. I think there's a gentle way that you can say it. And maybe if you're comfortable in your relationship, after this situation, you sit down and you say, hey, bud, 
You know, maybe we have a code phrase like lasagna, maybe Italian ice, something. Ours is something that we don't enjoy. It's, 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 so it's never going to take away from a food that we like. I'll just tell you, ours is Big Mac. I don't eat Big Macs. I've never enjoyed them. I love a cheeseburger. I love a cheeseburger. But whenever Jeff and I pull each other aside and say Big Mac, and, he, and you're probably wondering, why did you choose the, the, the word Big Mac? the phrase, that, that item of food, because if I don't eat it, it's never going to taint it. I love lasagna. So if I were to say lasagna to him, that would have a negative connotation of something that I love. But Big Mac is just like, we're greasy. You know what I mean? We're not, we're not taking care of ourselves. We're not. And I texted him before I came back. I said, honey, you're going to call Big Mac on me. Cause I'm a, I'm a mess. I'm so swollen. My eyes were shut from the amount of just raw salami I was eating. And it wasn't hairy salami, you know? And that's, that would have been fine. That would have been fine. Regardless, you know, regardless, we just, that's an, that's an honest thing that you can do with your partner. I don't think he can be mad at you, but Rita, I think you need to have an honest conversation, whether you want to get there and get into the place where Jeff and I are at, where we do have a little thing that we say to each other that's gentle, but also it's just, it's teamwork. You're a team. When you're in a relationship, you're partners. So if one partner is just, you know, and there may be something behind that, what are we doing? Why haven't we brushed our teeth in three days? Okay, we're not feeling good about ourselves. Why aren't we feeling good? Okay, what's that? All right, you're depressed. Why are you depressed? Okay, because you think that the Giants are going to have a bad football year? Okay, well, that's not something that we can control. So let's get out of that funk. You know what I mean? There, there are ways. There's usually a, you know, or he might just think that he, he looks hot and he doesn't look hot. And you just say, babe, that ain't it. You are so handsome. This way you say it, Rita. Rita. You say, you say, Mark, I don't know what his name is, Mark. You were so handsome. And I miss that handsome face. You were so handsome without that perverted serial killer, bus driver of a, of a, you know, crack den owner mustache that won't grow out. And if you want to do it, get some Rogaine and just, you know, lube it up, up over the lip, but don't have acid. Cause you know what? You're not a half-assing kind of guy. That's the guy that I chose to be with. You know, and he, listen, there are days where I'm, I'm growing out my crotchal area and it does look like a little bit of a, a brush fire has gone through there. You know, and there's just patches, loose patches, but I always know the end result's going to be great. But I feel like your boy toy has been at it a long time and, and then the look overall is not working for him. So I think it is an okay way to say, I'm getting the ick right now. I love you. I'm so incredibly attracted to you, but right now. I'm calling lasagna. You know what I mean? Right now, I'm calling the Big Mac. It's not doing it for me, and I think it's because we're not taking care of ourselves. Okay? It may seem harsh, but I think that's a very good way to communicate in a loving way. I don't want to fuck you. You know what I mean? I think that's, that's, we're not asking for much. I'm asking for honesty. I've always said in my relationships, I want honesty. Now, obviously, if I'm face down in an ice cream sundae and I've had about six of them, you know, there's a deeper issue there. So let's talk about it. I have anxiety about something. That's why I'm munching them. I'm putting shit down the gullet, you know? But if you're going out in the socks and the sand, I mean, Jeff can get so ca casual, comfortable sometimes. We went out to meet our friends for tacos and he had been in the same clothes he was doing like yard work. And I said, you could have showered. I'm calling Big Mac. At least you're stinky right now. You know what I mean? We can't be stinky. Stinky in the yard, stinky in the, while you're cleaning the garage, stinky you're playing b-ball, you, you're, you know, you're soaked, you're stinky on the train, 
you stinky. Where I was so stinky when I was in Italy because I was just sweating. It was like a heat I had never felt before. And I felt Italian heat, but it was hot. And I'm on that train and I'm post Harry and I'm just stinky. But you got to be able to have honest conversations with the people that you love. And if you can, if you didn't take it well, maybe, maybe it's time to move on to a mature man. Who's going to be when you can look at him and go that upper lips filth. I'd like to have sex with you and I'm sure you'd like to have sex with me. Lock it up. I always think honesty is the best policy and you can do it in different ways. Some friends, you know, you can be brutally honest with like you look like an absolute molester. Shave that off, you asshole. And there's other people that you need to say, hey, I know you can be a I've seen you cuter. Where's that cute smile of yours? Some people you have to talk to like a baby and then others you can say you look like you're going to be behind bars. I'm calling the cops myself because you look fucking atrocious. So I'm just saying, I think you got to be honest. Y'all, I am so excited to get back out on the road. Thank you for the voicemails. Thank you for DMing me. And just honestly, always being a positive ray of light and sunshine in my life. I love and adore each and every one of you. Guys, the Vegas show is going to sell out. And so is the Chicago show. So if you want to get tickets, because Rita's coming to the show, and I hope I get to hug her backstage, get your tickets at heatherontour.com. And then I'm coming to a bunch of other cities. So we're going to wrap up the tour here in Atlanta in November. So if you want to see the show, this will be your last opportunity. August, September, October, November, I will be on the road. Then we're going to shoot the second special, and we're going to wrap this shit up. And then hopefully the strike's over. Mom is going to be on television. But you never know. Anyways, remember, get your tickets at heatherontour.com and you can always call into the podcast, 800-213-7503. I love you. I mean it. Thank you for letting me be nostalgic today. Thank you for letting me really come full circle. And thanks for just letting me come because you know what? She needed this sexual release. I'll see you on the next episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. Arrivederci. Ciao, Bella. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.